Welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. Wanted to thank everyone again for tuning in. Um, as we, myself and Pete have mentioned in the past, this podcast would not be possible without you. And so thank you for your support. Thank you for your words of encouragement. And we will always do our best to bring in um, insight or conversations that we either have in our thoughts and our minds that we don't usually talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, this, this week I was actually working in a group session with a few students, eighth graders. And we talked about um, stop signs with anger, knowing what your triggers are. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're first having those feelings, when they start off really small and then they increase to where there's an explosion. Mm-hmm. And uh, what came to mind after speaking to, to them about it and then um, going online and reading um, a quote from some that someone wrote, it said, don't make permanent decisions on temporary feelings (laughs) don't make permanent decisions on temporary feelings and when i heard that it it struck me um because i said wow you know how many of us do that Uh, i would say everybody i mean the whole world is guilty of that because the thing is we think um once when we hit that anger point when we get to that point we have to make a decision right now to rectify it and and at that point, that's when we kind of push ourselves a little deeper in the hole that we end up regretting later on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's one thing to make to be a um, a clutch uh, a, a clutch player, yeah. you know, to be to you know to step up at the last minute when things are crazy. But it's another thing when you are the decision you're making is is gonna be a permanent thing. And then when you make it. You start breathing and taking you know, on now getting back into your right mind and realizing, oh man, probably shouldn't have done that. Or you only made that decision because of that. And uh, one that I always share with people is, you know, after um, a crazy experience uh, when I was in undergrad, a mm-hmm. uh, crazy experience with the cops, I had decided, okay, you know what, um, man, the only way to fix this was to go to law school. So, <laughs> so I, I, I went, took the L side, everything. Wow. And then I'm like, ah, that's not really, that's not really my thing. <laughs> mm. It's not really my thing. Granted, I didn't go all the way through, like actually get into law school, but I did apply a couple of places and all that stuff. And, you know, was planning on, you know, going, but when I really sat down and breathe and take, take a deep breath and really think about it, really like, yeah. If I go there for what, you know, mm-hmm. what my experience with the cops were, you know, they passed a, a few months by now when I decided that, as you know, I was really angry. I was pissed at the situation and wanted to really go back and in the system to fix something. Mm-hmm. But that's not my passion. I would have never enjoyed doing it. I mean, when I, okay, let's say I did succeed in becoming a great lawyer and took down that cop or even the whole station. What next? Mm-hmm. Now that I didn't have a goal, or that I gotta go find another one, it would just, to me, it would I would just be stuck there being a lawyer, not really wanting to be one. Mm. And then I just now to find a career path like some students I've had in the past. You know, they you know they wanted to do something, they did it, and then mm. now they don't know what else to do. But either way, it's not it's it's really, you know, sometimes we just have to think of 
the long run before we made that decision. Mm. Or that's why we tell people, take a deep breath, relax before you start saying anything that you're going to regret. Mm. And it's not so much doing something, it's also saying something. I was just thinking the same thing, you know, you know when we when we talk about making um, um, permanent decisions, it's also the things that we say. Because mm-hmm. I can say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all you, I want. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that word that you said, even if you say, I didn't mean it, mm-hmm. but there's some truth behind it because you felt it. Exactly. And you had the opportunity, yeah, to pull back and say no, but you allowed your feelings. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, like you said, people will do things because they're caught in their feelings. Yeah. You made me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. So now I have to react. Yeah. I have to react and do this. You made me do, you know, you did this to me mm-hmm. and there are other people around. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to embarrass you. Yeah. I'm going to make you look even worse. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that going back and forth, mm-hmm. if there are other people around, who looks bad? Yeah. And that's the thing. They end up embarrassing themselves. And then now you said it to a group of people, you cannot take it back now because everybody's gone. Mm. Sometimes we just have to think about things before. We uh, we say them regardless how bad it may seem. Exactly, I, I I you know I sometimes look at some of our students, and they sometimes come to my office, and they'll say, I ask them what happened. Oh, he he said something to me, or he did something to me, or she said something, and she said something. So I had to respond. Either you have to, or could you have chosen the bigger road by walking away, or just remaining quiet, because then oftentimes. When you say something, it then triggers. And when you trigger, mm-hmm. then that person will then will continue on and it'll go back and forth. And like I told some of our students, when there's a fire and you continue to add gas, it gets mm-hmm. the flame gets harder and gets stronger. Exactly. And more damage is caused. And that's why I mean, I've been like this for the longest. And you know, I'm not I can't really pinpoint when that started, but when if there's an argument or if there's something um, I know a lot of people tend to say things that don't mean. I'd rather just stay quiet, mm. walk away from the situation, and deal with it later. Uh, again, I, I can't quite pinpoint. You know, I've been in psychology for the for the longest, as far as you know, from undergrad all the way up. I kind of, you know, sort of probably figured out somewhere along the way. But you know, even in high school, I would confront the situation sometime at the wrong time, and then you realize, okay, that might, might not have been the best idea. Mm. But, you know, but once you really realize, because the thing is, some people know themselves and they're able to, you know, maintain the conversation without having to say something they won't mean. Some people can actually have that discussion without having to, you know, to make a decision that is so harshly and that's going to affect their future. Mm -hmm. But other people, if you know yourself when saying the wrong things when you're angry, you probably should stop talking. Or you probably should not say anything or make any decisions at that point because that's one of the decisions you're going to regret. And here, you know, the interesting thing that I think of is outside of just teachers, you know, the thing that we do at work or external family, sometimes internal, like even family members, Mm -hmm. you find that a lot. You know, um, you did something to me, so I'm going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. I I don't talk to him anymore. And so we hold on to this bitterness for so long. And sometimes it's the embarrassment of, saying, you know, I was wrong, but I'm not going to say sorry. So Man. pride gets in the way. So even with even with these temporary, permanent decisions from temporary feelings, mm-hmm. people usually react and rather than saying I'm sorry or even coming to an understanding that, yeah, I messed up, mm-hmm. I'd rather hold on to what I said, even though it's wrong, mm-hmm. and just continue to believe 
that what I did was right. That, I don't want to get all psychological or uh, or um, or Freud, but a lot of that actually comes from when you were a child. Mm. Children hates to say I'm sorry unless you taught them to say sorry when they're wrong. A lot of them would hold it or they would probably, you know, because they feel embarrassed already that they did something or they're being reprimanded as far as saying I'm sorry to, they kind of feel like they're putting themselves down. They don't say because you won't, they only tell people to say I'm sorry when you're wrong or when you are, uh, when, when you, when, when, you know, to, you know, it, it, when they put you on the spot, things like that. So, so some of them don't want to say it, but as a parent, as an adult who is, you know, raising or as a, as a guardian if you don't teach them to be humble mm -hmm. to apologize when you are wrong or when you know you've, you've done something that is you know that was not supposed to be done or at the wrong time because sometimes you know you, you may have tried to help but then you know you you know you help but it didn't help mm -hmm. and instead and it made things worse you have to learn to apologize for that too because as you get older things will get more meaningful you know, the more bigger things will happen, and 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 you you will be put in the spot to you have you'll have a chance to take it back to or to 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 help someone feel better by letting them know no it was my bad mm. okay because you know every every time somebody feels that okay yeah they've done something wrong especially if you if you you know it's some of their self esteem that is sort of in shock their ego that's bruised if you know it will help them. Mm -hmm. You you know you apologize especially if you know it is your fault. I I don't take the habit of apologizing for for things that I don't do wrong, nor do I take the pleasure in saying things to apologize for. Mm. So yeah, if I apologize it's because I know uh, I did something wrong, but at the same time I try to minimize the things I have to apologize for. That way, you know it doesn't you know it doesn't feel like okay I'm always constantly doing something wrong. Exactly. If you feel that way as an audience member as an individual. Try to minimize. Is it because you talk too much or in a certain time when you're not supposed to? Is it because you tend to go outside the line when you say too much thing? And even like if I have to preach, I have to talk somewhere or I have to make a speech of any kind. Mm -hmm. I make sure I the person knows I'm open and I talk about just about everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. If there's something you don't want your audience to listen to or to hear, you say in advance because once I get in the pulpit, I, my, my speech or my, 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 uh, the, you know, the realm of possibilities of things that I talk about is very open. Or maybe I'm not the right person to say it because yeah. if you give me the pulpit, you give me the microphone, I will speak. Mm. And that sometimes can embarrass some people. Not because I mean to embarrass you. I, I'm simply saying the things that may be helpful to the audience. If there's a few people who don't want to hear it, mm -hmm. you say so. Yeah, that way yeah. we know how to manage the situation. Definitely. It just goes back to me when you were talking about how things happen from a from a young age. Um, when I see adults, us even as adults, we're just grown children, mm -hmm. mature children. Exactly. So lots of things that we um, do now, um, a majority of it comes from childhood. It doesn't just change overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, your 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 character, your personality doesn't just change. It's years mm -hmm. of progress, years of just you being um 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 in that uh, mindset or, or, or understanding your personality. But sometimes if you don't take the time to check or have your personality evaluated mm -hmm. or doing some self-reflection, there's lots of things that we do um that would prevent us from progressing or even let's say for example someone says hey you know you hurt me and in your mind you're like no i didn't mm 
that's that's how you interpret it. But if I'm saying <laughs> you've done this to me, yeah, and your response is, um, well, I don't see it that way. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> that's not. It's not what came out of your mouth. Is how I receive it. Therefore, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> it doesn't make it right. <laughs> it doesn't make it right. But you know, the thing too, I, I, um, with that, I think there's a there's a thin line between someone taking something as a hurtful comment as opposed to a, a comment that is hurtful mm -hmm. because society now has deemed a lot of things to be inappropriate oh, yeah. um, or um or pc mm -hmm. uh, uh peace equality so now someone can say something which and a large group of people say oh that's nothing and another group of people say you know what that's hurtful of course so now how do you then handle that mm. do you say okay yeah for those who took it offensively my bad for those who didn't, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> how do you then, you know, separate the two? It's that's, that's why a lot of people, politicians and uh, and other celebrities, have to walk on uh, on uh, eggshells because you know some of the decisions of what they've made, uh, the decision they've made, and to say something sometimes comes back and bite them. Yeah, you know, and and uh, and some just come out just like that. You know what? That's who I am. Accept it. I'm gonna mm. say it. You can take it as you like. Mm -hmm. That's why a former president, I didn't hate him so much because you know I, I, mean, I didn't hate him, but I, I didn't really care so much to listen to because I know certain things he said I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say for him not to speak. Other people say very similar to what he says, and I'm okay with. Mm. Why? Because of the intention. It makes a big difference. And when you All talk right. to someone, you see what I mean? If I'm angry and I say something. And then, or versus, uh, uh, I am calm and relaxed, and we're talking, and I say the same thing. It could mean different things to you. Mm. So, and when you're angry, you're like, you know what? Let me, you know, I'm, I want to hurt this person. I'm gonna say the same thing that we've said a million times. Let me say it now. And yeah. that, you know, that is your decision to make. Is it okay? Especially if it's somebody you want some type of relationship with, your friend or or significant other. Is that something you can say? We need to control ourselves in order to make sure that we're on the same page. You touched on intention, being intentional, you know, and I think that's another key thing that many people have to take into consideration. The, the, the words that you use or um, the decisions that you make, mm -hmm. um, what is your intention? What are, you know, what is it that you're trying to get out of? Is it, is it, even if it's truth, right? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to hurt someone else because you're hurt? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, um, you haven't gotten through or you feel as if you're in a position where, okay, I see your growth, but I'm not there. So I'm going to hurt you because maybe you're more disciplined in one area than I am. Mm -hmm. And so that can cause problems. So now the other person may look and say, well, what was it that I said or what was it that I did mm -hmm. that made you act that way or made you feel that way? But then it goes back to that same thing where if you're not ready to um, to accept that, hey, maybe something that you said or maybe something that I said was um, offensive and I should X, Y, Z. And maybe I should do some reflection to see what can I do differently. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to only be in a relationship. It could be at work. Yeah. It can be anywhere. Oftentimes, the decisions that we make, are we prepared to accept it? Um, but whether we accept it or not, are we able to really sit back and look to see, was it worth it? Was it ideal? Mm -hmm. Was it the best choice? Because oftentimes many people act on impulse 
when you're when you don't get your way mm-hmm. or you feel as if things are not going the way that it should mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna lash out i'm just gonna yeah. but for the most part for many situations that is not always the best situation when somebody says something i'm quick to say something someone says something i'm quick to rather than sit back and reflect look it, I, I mean I, don't, I know i shouldn't say never but almost it's almost never the best idea to jump at something okay. especially when you know it's something that 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 uh, affects you mentally yeah uh you know something that you know that has some anger to it it's almost it's almost never a good idea to jump back right at, at it, you know. Unless it's something I cannot wait that needs an immediate response. Mm. For the most part, doesn't always. But if if there's something that comes to you and you know that thing makes you angry and makes you upset, and as an adult, you should know yourself by now. Oh, yeah. How do you react to certain things? Now it's not a matter of knowing; it's a matter of actually practicing it, being able to restrain yourself from jumping at somebody just because you hear something there are certain t- certain times i mean i hear things all the time and i hear the way people talk all the time certain words people say and people there are sometimes people with accents and i know i've said things people assume that that's why i said because of my accent and i tell them nope that's not what i said mm-hmm. siri can tell you that i try to type so many times i would say the word and it says a whole different thing and sometimes i don't even read it back and then send it mm-hmm. the person is like what and I'll read it back. I'm like, oh, snap. Siri, that's what it heard. Mm. So, you know, so instead of assuming, oh, yeah, this person said this to me, I definitely have to jump back. Why you sit back and try to figure out, okay, mm. wh- what exactly is that, you know, is this? And then you approach the person with the situation. Find out, okay, first of all, is that what you meant? Is that what came out of your mouth, real for real? I mean, you know, if that's the case, here's my answer to that. You know, I know people don't find it snappy enough. Yeah. But it usually find a, uh, a solution. Mm-hmm. I have spoken to people, especially in my last assignment, I've spoken to people when I say something and then they assume I said something else. And then when they came out, I'm nope, this is what I said. And I was like, oh, we just heard something else. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a clear one. I don't want to really talk about it because of the words they thought I said. Mm. <laughs> and then, and then uh, when I when they said it, when they said it, I'm like, no, definitely not. And then I when I repeat it, like, oh, yeah. I see why it could sound like that because of that, the way you speak. So, okay, here you go. And then the whole thing was clean, cleared up as opposed to, okay, yeah, you come back to me. Then I would wonder why would you say that to me? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think you know, I said anything offensive. Mm-hmm. Again, that come always also comes with intention. I was so calm and relaxed. How would you think I say that word? Mm-hmm. And in what context would that word actually make sense in a calm person coming from a calm person? You see what I'm saying? You yeah, have to yeah. look at the context, the situation itself, and what we're, what we were talking about and how this whole thing came about. Sometimes it can even resolve itself before you even come back to it. That's true. You see, so it's just a matter of thinking as individuals, as a responsible people, adults. Uh, and we do have a wide range of uh, uh, age range who listen to us. And we hope that even, even as a young person, you, you're able to at least control your thoughts and your words before they come out of your mouth. Because as soon as they come out, doesn't matter how many my bads, I'm sorry, I apologize, you say, it came out, it's in the air. As far as I'm concerned, it wasn't your thoughts. Yes, I accept your apology and don't think any of it. Yeah. But the fact that you're able to say that to me because you were angry, says a lot about who you are and mm. how you think you see what i mean 
So it, it makes a big difference when we make our decisions because we're angry or upset. And then later on, we try to take it back. Yes, we can take it back all, all, all we want, but it never really went back to you. Exactly. You, 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 we talked, I, one day, um, I just happened to hear this young therapist, he was just online and was discussing when having a conversation with another person, whether it's a loved one or, and you're saying something um, and a person, before they respond, you know, he said, you know, he would say, well, before you answer, what was it that you heard me say? Mm -hmm. And at least let the person respond. And then you can then say, if it's correct, okay. But if it's not, you can then say, well, this is what I meant, mm -hmm. which can diffuse. Because oftentimes people react because of, they're always on defense. Yeah. And so you have to also know the person that you're communicating with. Mm -hmm. Because if they're on defense, you didn't have that opportunity to ask them, okay, before you, you know, react or because before you have a negative uh, um, understanding or if you feel as if I said something that was offensive, what was it that you heard me say? Mm -hmm. Repeat it back to me so that I can then respond and see if it's if that's what I really yeah. said so that you have a better understanding, a better uh, meaning to what was presented to you. Exactly. And, and that happens a lot with couples, especially when they're in therapy sessions. Mm. They would say, this person said this to me, that person said that to me. But in the other one will come by and say, but I apologize. I was angry at the mm. time. That's why. Yeah, but that is no excuse to say certain things. And Because I always feel like if you say certain things to your spouse, regardless how angry you are, that thing is in your heart and you think about it and mm. you, you knew that's the thing that would anger them the most. To hurt them, you say it, mm. it just shows how less you think of them, wow. regardless how angry you are. Because that's the person you say, you know what, I want to spend the rest of my life. This person I want to do anything and die for. But yet the stuff that comes out of your mouth because you're angry. Like there's certain things I won't say to people in general because I don't think people deserve to be treated a certain way, period. Yeah. Regardless what they've done to me, I'd rather walk away quietly mm -hmm. and leave it alone because I know everybody have gone through their situation. And everybody, yeah. you know, especially those who say, okay, I, don't, I can't survive with my, my coffee and all that stuff. They, they use that as an excuse. Oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't have my coffee. So I snapped. Mm. No, <laughs> no. OK, because in many situations, if you don't react in the proper, somebody dies. If yeah. you don't react properly, somebody dies. Now, you may not have killed me physically, but you may have killed me mentally or emotionally because of something that came out of your mouth because you didn't have your coffee or because you felt like you were angry at someone else. You had to take it out on me or anything like that. So are you fractured our friendship because you didn't have your coffee? Mm. Think. <laughs> If you don't want to encounter with anyone before you have your coffee, stay quiet. Yeah. Don't say anything because words hurt more a lot of them, a lot more than some people think. <clears throat> it is it is one of the hardest things to do uh, to to uh, in, to uh, defend in court intent to, to prove mm -hmm. in court intent. They can say this person did this, this person did that, but if you are going after intent. It's one of the hardest things mm. because you don't know what the person is really thinking. The person can tell you anything. Yeah. Okay. So if they're sitting in court, like, I'm sorry, I, I just, I walked by, you know, I may have uh, snubbed you, but it, it wasn't intentional. How do I know? That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I would never hit you. You're right. You would never, but you did this time. So I don't 
no. It, 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 it's hard to say, yeah, you're going to ask a million questions that proves that this person have hit other people, but you don't know that they would have hit this person at this particular mm. time, the reason that they're in court right now. It's just one of those things that is hard. So because you don't want to give people a guessing game or try to assume this is what your intentions were, mm -hmm. staying quiet is usually the best way, especially in a situation where it doesn't require an immediate response. Leave it alone. And knowing who you are as an individual, you should definitely try to you know, behave accordingly, whether you are angry or not. Yeah, yeah. And just to piggyback on what you were saying about the intent too, when we talk about permanent decisions, not only, even some, you know, with some situations, even if you say, you, you're, I'm sorry, the damage has been so, that yeah. it's hard to repair. Yeah. You know, some people, you know, they, if they've been hurt before, if they've heard you say it, mm -hmm. you know, the first time, okay. The second time, the third time, now the fifth, fourth, sixth time, eventually they're like, man, you're not. <laughs> yeah, especially when they yeah, a couple who fights all the time, they, as, as soon as, and one will always try to make an excuse for the other one. He was just angry. Mm. so what mm. so what anger means what that means he had need to treat you like you're nothing i mean if he punched you because he was angry because you're alive that's okay what about when he punched you and you die you know or when he punched you and something because the thing and, and when he talks to other people i mean what happens i don't understand how people use that as a, and that's why it's one it's an issue that people have to deal with yeah. because it is not an excuse for anything you know, people with mental illness still don't have an excuse. Yeah. Although it is not their fault, it's still not an excuse. That's why they push what do whatever they can to help them. Yeah. So once you get that help, you're able to control yourself and your own behavior. You know, then you can at least you know be in society without having to be reprimanded for simple things that could have been uh, handled with a conversation. Exactly. After you take a deep breath. <laughs> but like you said, you know, you talk, you just touched on that. There's some things that are done. And if the person did it and you're saying, I'm sorry, or you allow, allowing the person to continue doing those things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Certain um, things only happen by accident the first time and that should be it. Hmm. There shouldn't be a second or third time. Hmm. But we know human behavior. If we are who we are, how we are, it happens now and there's a good chance it might happen again. It's not to say we can't change. We can. But we have to actually actively work on it to make sure it happens. Someone who's an alcoholic, it is a behavioral problem. Mm -hmm. Something you, ha you have to put your mind into it, wanting to fix it and then fix it, actively working on it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. If you've done nothing for it and you only give yourself or other people give an excuse for it, yeah. you're basically saying it's okay if it happens again, again, and again mm -hmm. until it becomes fatal. So even on the other um, side of the person who's making these decisions, the other person who's receiving it has to be careful not to be an enabler. Yeah, yes, mm. definitely. Because even like my siblings, we, we talk about different things, you know, especially our behaviors towards certain things, situations, things that come up. And as nice as we are with each other now, because we're all basically adults, well, if somebody falls short and does something that we know that's not acceptable, Dude, just because you're upset or mad, this is not acceptable. Right. You have to try it as a reasonable person, as somebody who have a mind. Mm -hmm. Let's try to see if we can behave better. It doesn't have to be towards each other. It could just be in general towards someone else who's outside of the group or to society in general. Yeah. We all try to see if we can at least put ourselves in a situation where <clears throat> it doesn't 
push us to push us to the limit or we don't allow the limit to push us mm -hmm. so that we don't feel fall victim to a behavioral situation or or something that would make us feel okay yeah let's give an excuse for this because that's who i am yeah. if that's who you are you'd be in prison right now okay you have <laughs> you behaving like this now or you just started doing this so let's try to see if we can keep you out of prison if that's the you know because sometimes you see I, i would see a kid behave a certain way i'm like if the parent doesn't talk to that kid that kid is just going to end up there because from working with kids and kids who are in prison mm -hmm. you can see you can you can see the simplest thing that they did and they landed there because they weren't lucky enough for somebody to talk to them after it happened the talking they got is ended up right here mm. so yes you know you have to not only think about your own the way you respond to um, and the, the person's behavior but the way you respond to it because if you're enabling the situation it doesn't help the person nor does it help you because if that happens to you again it's yeah. <laughs> it might not be a happy ending yeah or even in a situation where someone who makes these decisions and you've done it to one person mm -hmm. you may do it to the second or third person but you may find the fourth person who might who might not take it as lightly exactly and, and yeah and that, that now will mm -hmm. cause a serious problem mm -hmm. to where now and you know the thing too is for me you don't you don't want someone to drastically um because you've done it mm -hmm. and now they now in return after the you know third fourth time you've done it no you know you've never got a reaction you've always but then you find that fifth person mm -hmm. in excuba to either put you you know flat on your face mm -hmm. to make you realize that hey yeah. that's not cool but yeah. sometimes it seems as if there are some things such situations when people make decisions like that it's almost as if the only way to learn is if you fall flat on your face to realize that yeah and, and the thing is that they also help with some some leaders you become a better leader when you pick people who are not gonna say yes man and can actually give you a feedback that can actually be useful for your leadership so again people we're talking i i just found um just a little quote um in this article and it just basically talked about the same that we talked you know that we were discussing with our title mm -hmm. never making permanent decisions based on temporary feelings on mm -hmm. um, the article says i repeat never make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings when you're upset or frustrated you can't trust your feelings your emotions and your thoughts mm -hmm. emotions are very real and there is no doubt that you feel that way in the moment but the truth is your feelings and emotions aren't always based on fact and don't always reflect reality mm -hmm. just because you think it doesn't make it true Mm -hmm. For example, maybe your boss was having a bad day and he took it out on you. Now you want to up and quit your job. Or maybe your girlfriend broke up with you and you feel like no one is e ever going to like you again. That hurt and pain is real, but it doesn't make it true. Don't get so easily frustrated that you end up giving up on something you worked so hard for or someone you truly love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man that, that is so it's so real yeah and and funny thing is i don't think this is the first time we've talked we've we've um hear that we've heard this thing or the first time the first person to say it because this is one thing they always tell people that's why they invented the whole take a deep breath situation right <laughs> take a deep breath think it over before you, know, you say right. something or okay do it. or do something or do something because the thing is 
we we don't realize how blinded we are mm -hmm. by our own feelings in the moment and we think we're right and then we start thinking like huh i, I remember i mean that, that may have happened when we were much younger but i don't remember, i know there's a situation where i was me and my brother we were arguing about this thing we were pushing mm -hmm. each person had their own opinion but because we're ang so angry and so in the moment mm -hmm. we thought we were right when none of us was right wow <laughs> that's the truth because when we came to find out when we i think we talked to my mom to resolve the problem she told us something completely different the thing we're arguing about mm -hmm. we were all wrong but because we we're so passionate about our own decision our own thoughts our own decision we realize oh yeah probably <laughs> all that commotion was in vain but the question is at what point who who then humbles themselves and say, hey, man, I messed up? None of us did. That's another thing, too. <laughs> None of us did. We you walk know. away like nothing happened. But funny thing is, we did, we, like, it became a thing that we talked about every time we get together. Mm. So we sort of apologize in a weird way years later when it really barely mattered at that point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but because, you know, it, so much time had passed and we just talk about it now as, the, as if it was a joke. Because it was so crazy how we were also vested into trying to prove a point when there was no point to be made mm. on either side of us. And sometimes we, we are like that as adults. We're pushing, 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 thinking that we're right because we, we, we see this path at the end of another tunnel, assuming this is the tunnel that we're looking at. So we're the wrong, we went, we're going the wrong way the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember a friend of mine told me his friend, I was driving, well, no, his cousin was driving somewhere and was telling everybody he knows where to, where he's going. He's going, going. He was coming from New York. The man got to Canada border. That's when he realized <laughs> he was wrong. Wow. <laughs> he was going the wrong way. He was so focused and tried to prove everybody else in the car. Who told him that's not the way? He was trying to prove them wrong, that he kept going, kept going, blinded by his own arguments. Until he get to the border of Canada, somewhere that was like 20 minutes away, he drew three hours to make it there just to see that he was wrong. Yeah. Let's not make the same mistake. Like you said, permanent decision, yeah. temporary feelings. Exactly. I, I felt a certain way. You guys, I want to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do what I want to do. And sometimes that's another thing too. Just because you feel a certain way or you have the right to say whatever I want mm -hmm. doesn't make it right. At the same, and it's, I think it's also important to think, like we said, take heed, mm -hmm. because again, whatever you say, you cannot take it back. Exactly. And uh, just to make the point before we finish, mm -hmm. it's not to say you the decision you make hastily is going to be the wrong decision every time. No. You just have to know, be sure, and t if you took the time, you'll know when you do make that decision. Even if it's the same decision you, decision you would have made, even if you were angry, you know you are following through the same thing, the same way you were feeling the whole time, and you were right. But it's better to make that decision a few days later or a few hours later than make a decision in two seconds mm -hmm. and then realize that it was wrong. Yeah. You know? So if you make it later on and you were, you were going to be right the whole time, hey, more power to you. And that's great. A lot of people are like and can do that. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know that about yourself, Take a pause. If you do know that about yourself, take a pause. Basically, know how you would react before you react. Definitely. And as you said, think it through. I think it's also important that while you're thinking through, mm -hmm. and if you don't know, have that strong support system around you. Those that 
aren't afraid to tell you the truth, mm -hmm. to tell you when you're right or when you're wrong. Exactly. To say that, hey, maybe this is something that you have to really take into consideration before making this decision. Mm -hmm. Because this decision that you're going to make is either going to, there's a, there, there's a, there's a great chance or there's a good chance that it may hurt you. Yeah. Or it may hurt someone else. Mm -hmm. So think it through. And I think also it's important for us to make sure that um, when making these permanent decisions, that if it's towards someone else or it's towards your job or whoever it may be, mm -hmm. ask yourself, is it worth, mm -hmm. you know, the opportunity of um, the relationship mm -hmm. being broken yes. permanently? Yeah, because the thing is, for you to get to that part of a relationship, it took a lot already. Yeah, yeah. Is all that stuff you throwing out, Yeah. is it worth it? And the permanent thoughts and the breakdown and the, the, the mental distress that it's going to give you after you make the decision, is it worth it too? Exactly. Because there are a lot of things that can be fixed in the heat of the moment, even if both are angry, hmm. as long as you don't make that final decision. But once you, make, once you cross that line, it's not to say you can never go back, but it is a lot harder. Hmm. That's why I, I use that as a, I use this example lightly. It's easier to take, to take on fat than to get rid of it. Hmm. Right. So you taking on this responsibility and not realizing, okay, yeah, it's going to be a whole lot to take it back when Definitely. you have to return it. Okay. Definitely. Certain things you don't buy at the store because there's no return policy. <laughs> and in some situations, that's it. Exactly. So it. it's just, it's just how life is life. You know, I, I think about different things in life sometimes. And I know, I just wish some people would think about what their, their next step before they make it, mm. you know, and that includes all of us because oh, yeah. we, we tend to feel so anxious. So, so, so in the moment, sometimes we, you know, we forget to think about it and it's not because I'm against spontaneity because I love spontaneity, but certain things cannot be spontaneous. Certain mm. decisions cannot be spontaneous. Yeah. They have to be thought through before you let them out. Awesome. But anyway, as we close today, we want to remind everybody Everybody, I hope that everybody enjoyed this show, uh, this show for, for this week. And uh, as usual, you are remarkably made. I am remarkably made. We all remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living. Mm -hmm.